just seeing how people light up in these kind of events, that's what really is a, the whole thing for me in this, in these kind of things. This season, Andy and Mark are back with a fantastic group of guests. I've been to depths that remain classified, and Mark keeps his head in the clouds. With our combined experience in the industry, we can go from the bare metal to the boardroom. Enjoy your time in the DevOps sauna. Hello, hello. We are back in the sauna. This is the DevOps Conference Scandinavia post-game podcast. I have my usual cohort, and in this case, stage speaker, Mr. Andy Allred. Hello, hello. Great to be back. All right. And I also have my co-host extraordinaire, the lovely and talented Pena Kuyula. Hey there. All right, guys. We just got off the road from a fantastic week in Scandinavia. We went to Stockholm and to Copenhagen with the DevOps conference live in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. And we had some really fantastic guests. One of the things that makes these conferences and uh, really special for me is we have, you know, some hundreds of people in the room who are all excited about similar things and who all are basically trying to make their lives and and the lives of the people that they work with, developers, people in operations, infrastructure, trying to make people's lives better. How do you guys see the feeling of this kind of conference? To me, it's very inspiring to have this overall, the feeling of, as, as I said, hundreds and hundreds of people with us and have that, that excitement in, in the room and in the hallway discussions. It's, it's just amazing. I remember when I went to KubeCon and there were 11,000 nerds in the same building all talking about cloud-native stuff, and it was just incredible. But the topics that were being discussed and the open-source projects and the themes and everything was just so vast. It was really overwhelming. At the same time, it was cool. The DevOps conference in Copenhagen and uh, in Stockholm, it was a little bit of the same feeling, but uh, more focused. So the geographies where people were coming from were more focused, and the topics we were talking about was less because it was a one-day event. So we had fewer topics, which meant that there was so much more in common that even though it felt smaller, it was really, really more focused in that way, really good. It's one of the things I like as well that it was, you know, we've got this mega trend going on right now, AI, which also kind of overshadowed a lot of the things that we saw. But another thing I really like about this kind of style of conference is it's a little bit unique because there's not a Q&A after every speaker. So instead, what we did is we had this hallway track where we could go out and we could, you know, pursue the speaker or take our group of friends and talk about what we had just seen. It was really, really kind of unique. So the whole focus of the speaker's time is on the stage. And then there's just another conference participant being available to everyone afterwards. It was really cool. Yeah, the agenda was, was on purpose so that we had a break after every single talk so that we would allow these kind of interactions between everybody in the audience and the speaker, but as well people in the audience being able to mingle amongst themselves and have that, that special moment to actually start those conversations and get that connection with one another. 
It feels a lot like a family reunion. You know, the circles are small. But let's talk about a couple of the themes. One of the themes that we had was transformations. And this was really well represented this year. We had three very, very different, but but very interesting and large-scale transformation topics. The first one, Jinhong Rensholt from Soxo Bank. I got to see this one twice and uh, her keynote, and it was a beautiful focus on how do you culturally drive a transformation and how do you, you know, continuously follow up so that you have a not only continuous change process, but a continuous improvement process that takes you closer and closer to connecting the developers and the customers to create value. I left you speechless. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. I would have really loved to say something about Chinkan's speech. Um, unfortunately, I did not get to see this as I was on, on the other track myself. I did get to see Jinhong's speech, and it was, it was a good one. And it was just an interesting story from the point of, here's a bank, and banks are something that we don't normally think of as nimble and agile and reacting fast. But we had a few banks, actually, in the audience there and represented. And here is a bank which has basically dedicated themselves to, let's not be legacy. They have a dinosaur in the cafeteria to remind themselves that, hey, we don't want to be running the old stuff. And everything they do is around how can we do this, you know, more modern, better, more efficient. And it's not doing modern things for the sake of doing modern cool stuff, but let's do modern things because that's the most effective and efficient way. And how they're always looking at that. It was really, really inspirational. Speaking of banks, we there is not only that legacy, but there is also the, the fact that they are operating in a very regulated industry. So there is somehow, somehow there is always that feeling that, oh, we cannot do this. We cannot go into more modern practices because we're so highly regulated and because of everything else surrounding us. But a good example here with Saxo Bank. It's one of the things that, that we see so many times, you know, uh, somebody in one industry says, well, you know, we're, we're too regulated. We have too many security. We must be on prem, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And then, you know, someone like Jinhong comes along and say, well, you know, we're in the same industry in the same area and look at what we can do. It's really inspirational. One of the most interesting ones for me from the whole conference was Adobe, Alexander Riss talking about their, you know, if you want to, we talk about golden paths or golden highways. And, you know, if you want a golden highway, you know, please ask the Germans to build it for you because then you can go absolutely as fast as you want. And Adobe is a huge company. They have three divisions and the way that they were able to structure and basically hit state of the art in almost every single category. And the way that Alexander was also able to present it was fascinating and just, you know, really, really fantastic. I was a really big fan of this one. I really enjoyed this talk for a couple of reasons. One is he talked about some of the tech stack that they chose and it matches my choices. So it was really validating and nice. But then also, I've had a few discussions that, hey, we could do this and make this kind of golden pathway and paved road and set things up. And yeah, yeah, but that'll never work at a company of our size. Well, if Adobe can do it, what's your, what's your excuse now? And, and especially thinking of the scale here, we're talking about how many developers they have just for their platform. We're thinking about the ratio of platform developers versus their actual, the, the number of, let's say, regular developers, other developers who are building their products, etc. So this, the scale is huge here. But then we have a big one. This, this was a big, 
really a big one. I think what I said when I introduced our the speaker, I think I said buckle up people. David Keane, who used to work for HSBC, they have done the largest transformation on scale on record to this date. I think it involves over 50,000 engineers, over 70 plus countries. And again, HSBC is one of the biggest banks in the world. So again, regulated industry a huge scale. So this was something that combined many of these elements here. And I could just see that the audience was at the edge of their seats. But hey, we have another big topic that we had, which is AI. And we were talking about this already before the conference, but who else would have been a better opener for a DevOps conference than Patrick Dubois? He's called the father of DevOps. Some people even call him the godfather of DevOps. But he was talking about how to make Gen AI into more of an operationalized thing and how to work from that, that first idea thing into production using Gen AI. This was a really good one. Uh, well, all of these were really good. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about them. But this one I really enjoyed because Patrick went through that. Here's a little bit about how Gen AI models work, not in any level of detail, but just the basics that, hey, you can do training this way. You can do training that way. This is where the industry is going. This is where things are working. And it was just really cool that, okay, we all know about chat GPT. Fine. How do we use it in our company? And he kind of laid out how you can actually use Gen AI inside your own company and a few of the different models and ways to look at it. So it was really, really insightful. Yeah, real nuts and bolts stuff here. And uh, it was it was also beautifully constructed. But, you know, as hosts, sometimes you practice the names. And, and one of my favorite, Joseph Katsialotas, ladies and gentlemen, from GitHub. You know, sponsor talks. Some people think, oh, okay, you know, this is sponsored by, you know, such and such company. And, you know, then, then they're giving a talk and it's probably going to be sales pitchy or something. But we've had really consistently amazing speakers from GitHub and Joseph was really fantastic in showing the features that GitHub has with AI, Copilot and whatnot. Yeah, I guess this, is, this was a really interesting one since we've heard about Copilot and we've heard about how many of our customers are currently using this or how many of our customers are considering starting to use this, but how does security tie into this? So his angle was that security module in Copilot. How is that weaved in? How does it work? So this was a really good real-life example of what can we do with an existing tool that we have right now. Yeah, Mark and I actually did a webinar about Copilot some months ago, and th this is kind of how it works. This is how you can use the chat, etc. And Joseph just expanded on that and then took it all from the angle of security. So when you think of Copilot, you think of, oh, well, I get my boilerplate text in there faster. It kind of suggests me ideas for functions. But his whole angle was, this is how you can use it to make your code more secure. And this is how you can add more security testing and more security layers. So it was really, really cool from the, this is how Copilot can help you code angle, as well as this is how you can use Copilot to make your code more secure angle. 
Yeah, there was one of the themes that we were talking about a lot in the hallway track at the, the DevOps conference Scandinavia this year was how DevOps has progressed to the level where we're actually really starting to focus on the security part of DevSecOps. And we're able to actually start making really, really strong improvements. We all want a more secure world. The DevOps conference in Copenhagen was bookended with Patrick Dubois talking about Gen AI at the front end and Michael Formatag from Daimler Truck giving us not a blueprint for AI governance in an enterprise, but pretty close in my opinion. He said, this is not a blueprint, but my gosh, what a blueprint it could be. I, I fully agree with him that, of course, every company is different, and, but it's very interesting to hear their take. We're talking about, again, a huge enterprise such as Daimler Truck. What is their take on AI? How are they looking at the governance model and everything? There is so many good ideas and and let's say, corners and point of views to consider for many of us, for example, but also many of the people in the audience, how could we even look at the AI stuff in our own work life? Yeah, he came and said, every company is different. This probably won't apply to anybody else. And this is not a blueprint. And he gave us, okay, let's not call it a blueprint, but it was a scaffold or a template, which basically applies to any company. So you do a little tweaking here and there, and you're pretty much good to go. Yep. And, you know, like DevOps, having, you know, a clear understanding of governance applies, you know, to small, medium and enterprises alike. So I thought it was really, really well done from Michael. And once again, the whole discussion, can a large enterprise, a large corporate do this kind of thing? Yes, they can. Yeah, I believe in some of the talks, you know, we had shows of hands and there were still people that were either holding out on using the AI tools that are freely available to most of us or for a small cost available to all of us. And there were still uh, many where their company had not allowed them to use any AI tools. And man, I feel sorry for this situation. They're going to get left behind. That That is one thing. Then there are also companies who are not allowing their people to use AI tools, but they don't, they're not even looking at what would be the policy to, to use it? Where can we leverage this? But how do we use it in a good, in the diligent way so that we actually benefit from it? Cool. The third major theme I'd like to highlight from the DevOps conference Scandinavia is developer experience. And uh, would you like to take the first one, Pena? Yes, this was one of my absolute favorites from the conference, we had Adrian Brokanzataka from Cisco. She's not only has been has been training people on the importance of code reviews, but she's also an author of a kids book for how to code in, in Java. But she had this really nice take on how do we go from the bare minimum in code reviews? How do we go from, well, it looks good to me to something beyond that so that we all take responsibility. But she also had this really nice psychological safety aspect to, to what, what she was talking about. How do we make sure that everybody is able to raise their hands and ask for help? How do we leave our our ego on the door when we go into the code reviews? I was really disappointed. I didn't get to make this talk due to scheduling issues. But when we did the pre-game with her, it was just really nice talking about what's really the value of a code review and how can you maximize that value and get out of it what it's meant to be. It's not just a, yeah, that doesn't look stupid, but you can actually gain a lot from, from doing a code review. So... The DevOps Conference is returning to Scandinavia in 2024. 
world-leading speakers, dedicated DevOps practitioners, software professionals, and industry changemakers are meeting in Copenhagen on November the 5th and Stockholm on November the 7th. Join us in a safe and dynamic space to engage in the future of software development. The call for papers is open now. See you in Scandinavia. Yep. And fortunately, I'm glad you brought it up, Andy. The recordings from both Stockholm and Copenhagen are now available. So if you like, you have three opportunities to listen to Adrian speak, not only the DevOps Sauna podcast, but also the recordings from Stockholm and Copenhagen. So a friend of the family, practically, our old friend Henrik Hug from Velox gave an astonishingly good presentation. And anybody, if you think that you're kind of you know too quiet for the stage or you can't make an impact, Henrik really showed the power of, you know, speaking kind of quietly and with a dry wit and being able to really, really tell a story. Yeah, he has this uh, this way of presenting that just comes across as very, very humble and really humble. Humble. I guess that is the word I'm yeah. looking for. It's kind of humble and authoritative at the same time, which I think is really magical. Yeah, it's... It, he tells a really good story and and says this is how we did it and here's the things we ran into and things you should look for but it doesn't come across as this is the way it's like this worked for us yeah it worked for them and and he he brought up the the topic of platforms which is something that so many people and so many companies are talking about right now in in his own way he made it so practical uh, you know, platform engineering being, you know, one of the, the big trends that we've identified for 2023. And Henrik really delivers on, you know, building a platform is not just let's get a, a group of tools, but let's make sure that we do things that developers love and care about and are actually going to be able to use to create more value. And, you know, developers want to code and we want them to code to create customer value and create a clear link there. So, you know, a good platform or internal developer platform helps an awful lot. Hendrik describes this beautifully in his work with Velux. Then um, we've got a couple of uh, really interesting keynotes. The first one was we had Spotify in the house. We had we had Pia Nilsson and Vincenzo Scamborlino. They were in stage in Stockholm talk about how they have built the developer experience at Spotify and how do they use empathy in this? How do they make their developers actually care for the work that they do and how do they make the work for developers because that's the biggest asset that these companies have. Also, having backstage in the house was really interesting. We get a lot of uh, customer inquiries about backstage, everything from, you know, what is this developer portal thing or what is an internal developer platform or what do we need in order to help kind of declutter our development environment? You know, agile for a long time meant everybody has their own Jenkins and does things differently. And um, one of the analogies for Backstage that we found here as a developer portal was it's kind of like a star ground. It's like you can ground your APIs, your infrastructure, templates, repositories, documentation across the enterprise. You can ground all of these within Backstage and then use that in order to understand what you've got and how to improve it. I still have kind of a love-hate relationship with Backstage. I think it's a really cool and interesting idea to have a portal where you can see all kinds of stuff, but it's all in JavaScript and TypeScript. So 
it's <laughs> not for me, but it's a great tool. And I, I really enjoy hearing how Spotify kind of came up with it and, and how they see it. And that was, that was really insightful. And a reminder from our code of conduct that we, we do not discriminate against, among other things, technology choices. We don't discriminate against, but we don't have to like them all. <laughs> if it's JavaScript and TypeScript. All right. And then in developer experience as well, what a storyteller we had in Abby Bankser from Synthoso. Yeah. And again, speaking of platforms, like she mentioned that platforms and platform engineering is the word of the day, as we had also identified in the in the transfer this year, as Mark already mentioned. But what does it actually mean? What do they do and how can we use them in a, in a good way so that we don't go into agility being just a, just a buzzword or DevOps being a buzzword or platform engineering being a buzzword? So she went into what is platform engineering and platforms, what are they really in this work? She had a great narrative for the whole thing of this is what we tried to get from DevOps or from Agile, and this is what we tried to get from DevOps, and this is what we're trying to get from platform engineering, and this is how the whole narrative fits together. And really, what we're trying to do is this. So call it whatever you want. This is what we need to be looking at. And it was really, really well crafted. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic to be able to see these speakers and to hear their stories. And, you know, one of the things that you know, I feel a little bit spoiled as the host that I got to hear, you know, many of these fantastic talks more than once. And, you know, there it's a little different kind of every time, um, but then being able to kind of go back and hear it a second time. So uh, another reminder that we've got all of the talks from the DevOps conference, Stockholm and the DevOps conference, Copenhagen up on fecode.com's website. We'll leave a link for you in the show notes. Any other takeaways, Andy and Pinya? It was a great week. And once again, we, we saw the value of these events. It's the one thing to look at a video from YouTube or somewhere to somebody speaking, but being there present, of course, as you said, privilege of the host is to be a, a bit there and the, have that kind of backstage pass for, for everything. But just seeing how people light up in these kind of events, that's what really is a, the whole thing for me in, this, in these kind of things. Yeah, watching the videos is good, and if that's that's the experience you're able to have, then by all means, watch them. It's great. There were some good talks, but the the big takeaway for me was the hallway track. Just talking with other people who are on the same journey and and struggling with similar and sometimes different things from different angles and talk about, yeah, I really like this talk. This tool is great. We can't use it because of X, Y, Z. How do you handle this? And, and things like that. And then just seeing that the community of people who are in the same situation was just so rewarding and uplifting. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you found some value here and that you go and listen to some of these talks. Really, really fantastic set of speakers, all brought to you by the DevOps Conference. This is Mark and... Andy. Thank you all. And Pinya. Thank you. Signing off from the DevOps Conference post-game podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Before we go, let's give our guests an opportunity to introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about who we are. 
Hi, I'm Pina Kujala. I'm an Agile and Product Management Coach at Evicode, and I have the privilege of co-hosting the DevOps Conference Scandinavia with Mark Dillon. My name is Mark Dillon. I'm a lead consultant in the transformation business at Evicode. My name is Andy Allred, and I'm doing platform engineering at Evicode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please like and subscribe. It means the world to us. Also, check out our other interesting talks and tune in for our next episode. Take care of yourself and remember what really matters is everything we do with machines is to help humans. <laughs>